0: a uh, f- uh, loyal follower and listener
1: yeah yeah no problem i i um let me intro and then we can continue to talk just so this this would be great to have on the podcast and then sort of flow into it um but all right so let me intro all right i'm sorry i'm not as good as you guys are but i'm i've only done one episode so um what makes you think we're good we don't know what we're doing We win. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go all right what's going on everybody welcome to the knowledge is power podcast i'm your host max willett and today i have a very special guest jonathan bloom of the daddy issues podcast and bloom and freeling attorney at law uh, he is on today to talk about his wonderful business and how he got started in his story and uh yeah so thanks for coming today We were just talking about uh, how I sort of met you guys. Uh, I'm a loyal listener of the Daddy Issues podcast. I must admit that I have not finished the Patreon episode from yesterday. I know. It's all good. good. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I had sent them some uh, uh, 3D printed nightlight and some phone stands. Uh, So that's sort of how I got introduced to them with a letter. And they were very gracious enough to, you know, give me a shout out on their Patreon, and and uh, Bronson was able to respond to my DMs, which is awesome. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you talk a little bit there. <laughs> but
0: no, well, uh, listen, we, we we love we love you and all our followers and viewers, and and we um we like to make it very uh, intimate and genuine, and sincere, and and we appreciate the OG people. So if we have the time, I mean, look, because it's now. 10 after nine, I'm sitting doing work and I made time to uh, do this with you because we care about our, 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 peeps what I call our daddy issues, family, so to speak. So uh, it's all good. It's all good, brother. Yeah.
1: How old, well, are, this- how old are you, Max? I'm 19.
0: Oh, you're a baby. And my youngest is yeah. great. Yeah. All right. And where are you living? Where do you live?
1: I live in Charlestown, Rhode Island.
0: All right. Very nice. Very so,
1: nice. yeah, I'm so. On TikTok, I'm 3D printed. So that's how I first got introduced to you guys, was through TikTok, right. because I'm pretty sure a couple of your videos blew up. And then um, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but I agreed with a lot of what both of you were saying. So I figured I'd give it a listen. Um, and uh, you guys have a great podcast. Great to hear both of your views, especially from Braun, who's on the younger generation. You really don't hear a lot of p- young people like that. Uh, talk about those sort of issues and what's going on. So I think it's a breath of fresh air. Excuse me, and uh, especially you, who still has the values of working hard, and uh, which is sort of unfortunately hard to come by these days.
0: <laughs> it really is. It, it, it <laughs> is unfortunate, but what are you going to do? You know, we just gotta keep pushing through and keep uh, persevering.
1: Yeah. So uh, basically, just. What I'd like to talk about today is your business, uh, uh, your law firm, I guess. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about your backstory, uh, you know, how you got into it, where you went to college, and stuff like
0: that. Sure. So, so I'm in my mid fifties. I've been practicing law. A little, give you a little background. I've been practicing law for about thirty years now. I came to Florida about twenty six, little, about almost twenty seven years ago. And my whole life, you know, I grown up in a typical Northeast Jewish household, you know, they were going to have one lawyer in the family. So I wasn't, you know, I guess I was it. So I don't know if I was always wanted to be a lawyer. Or if My parents just said, you're a lawyer, you're going to be a lawyer. And then I became a lawyer. So, uh, but it worked out well. I mean, you know, I'm good at what I do. And, and, you know, I work a lot, which I don't mind, but I'm good at what I do. So um, I became a lawyer and I started up in New York. I graduated, I went to law school, finished law school, took the bar. Uh, passed my first time thank god and then i went worked with a, a lo- very very large uh, firm in uh, long island new york <clears throat> and then i worked there for about three years and then i went to interview with i wanted more money so i interviewed with another firm in midtown manhattan but i went from like 225 lawyers to two lawyers and that was a mistake because it was like going from a huge place to you know with uh, you know, there were eight of us as the incoming newbies and we all, you know, would hang out and it was, you know, I was doing a lot of litigation. And it was fun. And it was just a huge office and set up to a very, very, very small firm with just two lawyers and myself. And both those guys were like my age at the time. And I was 26 or 27. And I was working, hanging, getting home every night after like 12, 1230. And I was miserable. I mean, miserable, miserable, miserable. And I was not and I am not a person that I don't mind work. I don't, doesn't bother me. And I'm not a depressed kind of person. But when I came home every night late from the office, I would stay up till two in the morning just so the next day wouldn't come around. I get back on the train. I was like, do you allow swearing on your podcast or no swearing?
1: Eh, yeah, I mean, not really, but All you right, can so swear.
0: You're awesome. So
1: you can do whatever you
0: want. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to swear then. Um, because in um, my podcast, I say whatever whatever I want. But I'll yeah. I'll be, I'll be professional
1: to be honest with you my grandmother is probably going to listen to this so right, we don't want your grandma. hi grandma how are you so um
0: so then i started working you know it's an interesting story so then i um would stay up late when i got home because i just was like depressed i was miserable so i started after about three months working for that firm of being miserable i started interviewing for another firm and it was a mid, firm in Midtown Manhattan, about the about size of 45 lawyers, maybe like another 75 support staffs so was like a good size. And they would wine and dine me. They took me and my wife out for dinner. They had an office in California, an office in Midtown Manhattan. And I was always, um, and I met the partners and I was very excited and three different interviews and so forth. And like, we're going to hire you. So I'm like, yes, it was like, I'm 27. I was a baby at the time. So they're gonna hire me, so I'm very excited. So my wife and I, it was um, we go to buy a little co-op. For um, this is like 27 years ago, we go to buy a car. We put down 75, 7500 $7, deposit, <clears throat> and then after it's like on a Thursday. My wife and I live in Long Island. We're just kids at the time, you know, and we go ahead and I mean it's a great story. So we closing on our co-op on Monday, Friday. We get a phone call from the partner in the Manhattan office saying, we want to hire you, but the senior partner in California says, we have a hiring freeze right now. I'm like, oh my God. I, I was so upset. We're supposed to close this little cop on Monday. We had no money. My wife and I, we had a, whatever money we saved a little bit from our wedding and everything else. But I was so discouraged. And my wife was talking about wanting to move to Florida for many years. And I really didn't want to take another bar exam. I was licensed in Connecticut, and New York. I'm like, I have to, you know, imagine being out of school for four years and going back and have to take a bar exam after work. you're like, I don't want to do it again. So I was so depressed that that Sunday morning, the day before it's supposed to close on this little co-op, I just woke up and said to my wife, I go, you know what? I'm done. Let's quit our jobs. Let's move to Florida. And we, she goes, what? And I go, yeah, let's just do it. What's the worst? With 27, we can always come back. can always get a job in New York. So that next morning, which is a Monday, we don't close on the co-op. <clears throat> we both quit our jobs. A week later, we moved to Florida. Just packed up and moved. So I started my own business because I wasn't yet licensed in the state of Florida. I started my own business. So I would, um, oh, and, uh, and I'm going to tell you this for a reason in a moment. So, you know, we had our phones transferred. The New York numbers are transferred now to Florida. We're living in Florida. We had one car. We had no money. Uh, we find it. So we're in Florida now. I started business. We find out my wife is pregnant with Bronson. So that adds more stress to me. I'm like sort of freaking out. And so when we move, we had one car. I'm starting my business work until nine o'clock every night with this business. Because I'm not licensed yet to practice law from nine to midnight every night. I study for the bar exam. About three weeks after being here in Florida, the phone numbers, as I told you, were transferred. I get a phone call to our little apartment that we rented in Boynton Beach. Uh, and it's the lawyer from New York, not knowing I already moved because the phone's forwarded. He goes, guess what, Jonathan? I go, what? He goes, we're ready to hire you. I go, it's three weeks too late, I already moved to Florida. And it's funny how things happen because if I didn't move, I would have been working in Manhattan and whatever. And it would have been fine, but this, I think, is a much better lifestyle. And, you oh, know, yeah. 27 years later, knock on wood, it worked out fine. But it was a lot of hard work, a lot of perseverance, a lot of stress. Sometimes you doubt yourself, and that's when you got to pick yourself up. But it was a, it was a tough time. But it knocked, Thank thankfully, it all worked out well. It all worked yeah. out well.
1: Wow, that's awesome. That's an awesome story because – Florida is a great, I think it's a great state. You know, only thing keeping me back from wanting to move down there is snakes and spiders and things that can kill you. You know,
0: (laughs) where do you get that from? It doesn't, Uh, that doesn't exist here.
1: I've been there. I've been there like five or six times. I don't know. I just, I have family that lives in near Orlando. So no max.
0: There's there's no, there's no, there's nothing like that I've been there for 27 years I don't want to change myself but no when I when I came from New York I thought there were alligators and all that stuff no no Mm. because it's it's like yeah it's plenty Um, yeah
1: I mean I think the number one I mean Rhode Island is like nothing other than cars (laughs) that can kill you really so
0: (laughs) uh but well, it is cold there. But they have, don't they have beautiful homes in Rhode Island. Those big, those big Victorian homes. Don't they? Yeah,
1: those? over in Newport, and there's Isn't some like nice that? houses. And what actually, Jay Leno lives in Newport, uh, like nine months out of the year. So
0: oh, nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it, it's 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 a beautiful state. Yeah, no
0: Newport. Listen, it's nice. It's very pretty and very nice. Nothing wrong. It does get cold, right? It gets very cold there.
1: It's it's forty degrees out right now.
0: Oh, not in a billion years, brother. And, and we way. did get
1: some snow flurries today.
0: Oh my God. I, I mean, literally it is the nicest living here. South Florida is amazing. So I, I'm very blessed to be here.
1: Yeah. I am. Um, I mean, I've only been to Florida like during the summer, so it's really humid, but I know that during the winter months, it's beautiful every day. So, uh, I would love to get there during, you know, around Christmas or January or something. Yeah, like that. It's still
0: even now, even in mid, uh, you know, mid-April, end of April, it's beautiful. We've had a very good season. And, um, you know, living here, you're blood thin, so you don't mind the heat. It's not so bad. Plus, we travel in the summer. And mm. I mean, I don't know. I just think it's the best. I, I, I think there's no better place. I've traveled all over the world. I mean, all over. And my kids have been all over the world. And we all agree it's the best place to be. <laughs> Wow! What I'm um, oh, here. You me. let us know, brother. You always you always have a place to stay. We always have room for you.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah, because because I got family in uh uh like in Lake Helen up there. That's or, further. That yeah. That's,
0: that's a little different. We live in a more much more metropolitan area than than that area. Like it's not that one's better than the other. That's a little more rural. Mm. It's a different kind of mentality than where we are. We're like a suburb of. Uh, you know, you know, Boca, Miami, four, these are major cities.
1: Yeah. Well, the reason why I say all the snakes and stuff was because I went golfing with my uncle once. And you know, up here, when you go golfing, you just walk in the woods and grab your ball. And it's like, Oh no, you don't do that yeah. here. No, you yeah. don't do that
0: here.
1: <laughs> He's like, I was about to do it. And he goes, Whoa, stop, stop.
0: <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yeah. But, you know, to me, listen, a golf ball is $4. I would leave the thing and drop a ball. It's not worth my time.
1: That's yeah. I mean, when you compare $4 to death, that's, you know, nothing, but like that's $4 for a broke college student. That's like, you know, that's a lot of golf balls, especially somebody who's like a 17 handicap like me and you know, <laughs> it's so I I think I might risk or, or I could just get one of those ball grab grabber things. Right. But yes. you know,
0: I, I wouldn't even know matter where I was, whether it was, Whether it was it was a war, if even if I were up in let's say New York or whatever, I would not move rocks or leaves for unless I had a big stick because you don't know what's underneath those things. I'm not. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm a hunter. I love like to fish. So I mean, I spend. I mean, during the winter, I'm usually in the woods a lot. Um, but it's you know, it's nice. Like I just like when I'm deer hunting, I just go sit up against a tree, you know, it's the winter. So nothing will bother you during the winter, but Turkey hunters are usually where it gets sketchy. Cause that's like now is Turkey hunting
0: season. So, so it's funny you say, so, you know, <clears throat> I've done a lot of outdoors, you know, I, I hiked Machu Picchu. I've hiked Kilimanjaro, you know, so I, so I slept in tents, you know, for nine days without showering. And no. Yeah, I haven't yet. done that. <laughs> so, you know, I've done that. But so my first time, you know, I even jumped out of an airplane you know, I've done extreme snowmobiling in the in avalanche territory with beacons on and everything. But the first time ever, I'm going with a, a group of 15 guys hunting December 1st for a week. I've never done that before. Uh, it'll be interesting. I've never done it. I never. It'll be very interesting. Where are you going? Place in Kansas somewhere. It's oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's a whole big ordeal. It's like... Um,
1: it's like five that what is it on like a reserve like it's a like okay
0: yes so it's um but it'll be interesting because uh my buddy was a huge hunter he sent me a picture of his office he must have like 60 heads of of, of deer (laughs) on his i mean it's crazy yeah but it you know i gotta like you, you sit for 12 hours in a box you know by yourself and everything and it'll be interesting i've never you know and i have a lot of I'm not one to sit still too, too easily. So yeah, it'd be interesting.
1: Yeah. I, it's so funny. Cause I just said this, this quote earlier today. It's like patience is a virtue, but some, but the, but knowing when to be patient is more important because life is too short to be patient all the time.
0: I agree. I agree. I'm but, not one to sit still. So yeah, be, it's out of my comfort zone, which I like doing things that to test my limits to see what I can endure or cannot endure. So I figured, you know what? Screw it. Why not? I got invited. Let me go with you guys and and make some new friends.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, like sitting out in the middle of the woods and hearing nothing, but the wind and the animals is like nothing else. Like I have my dad's from Northern Maine and uh, I was up there during February uh, vacation back in high school when they had it. And I went for a walk. I went snowshoeing and there's like three feet of snow, you know, out there excuse me and I just stood there for a second and I just heard like there's a river and the wind and it was just amazing and there's nothing beats that you know like it's just awesome so where
0: are you going wait hold you want to, did you ever meet my wife come meet my wife come on I in.
1: seen her on the podcast <laughs>
0: there she is hi oh,
1: nice. how you doing
0: hi. hi I'm so sorry to interrupt I was just trying to get something that's okay to he's in that's how, are how are you
1: good how are you
0: so Max, no, nice, it's all right. Nice young gentleman, 19 year old. So I go, do you allow swearing? And he goes, he goes, no, my grandma's probably going to watch. Uh, <laughs> he's here. Oh, it's, here. it's Banksy, it's Banksy. But- Banks,
1: oh, my God. He okay, see, thanks. I have a I have a boxer shepherd mix that look. I mean, he's smaller, but he, his face is like exactly the same.
0: Oh, look at these puppies. They're so all they want is love.
1: Yeah, right, he's, he's really so, calm.
0: I'm so sorry to interrupt, but idiot, really so. nice to meet you. Look at him, look. Same to you. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: What are you getting? Babe? More stuff? All right. All right. So I'm back, uh, Max. So, so by the way, so another thing that makes a man very successful is having a woman like that. Wow. wow that, yeah. Seriously, you, they motivate you. Yeah. They push you. They motivate you. They want certain things, and plus, when they're really cute like that, you don't mind doing it. <laughs>
1: And yeah that, that's awesome um but yeah so i actually had a, a interesting question for you on my last episode i discussed uh
0: you mean your, you mean your first episode
1: yeah well my first episode yeah my last episode yeah i first like episode. it because
0: i'm a second one you're funny i'm just yes your chops. yes just first new jobs
1: yes <laughs> <But> <laughs> well sounds
0: but no but max it sounds professional my last episode so that was good i'm proud of you yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you but we were discussing the value of a college degree. And as a lawyer, obviously you need that to be a lawyer. Uh, But in today's society, you have people like Mike Rowe, you know, if you know who that is, the dirty jobs guy, who's pushing for, you know, learning trades and things like that. Do you think that it is absolutely necessary for you to get, that you need to get a college degree to be successful and, you know, today? Okay.
0: Um, I, I, That's a very good question. And, and there's a lot of different components to that. So the, so I'm going to give a, a, if I, I'm going to give a couple different views on it. All right. Um, personally. So let me say this, not everybody's cut out for college, right? Not everybody's cut out for college. So, so, so so I don't think everybody needs to go to college because some people just are not meant for it and some people are meant for more trade schools and so forth. So, so it depends on the individual person, but I'm gonna speak as a generalization, okay? Um, I think like in my household, college is no choice. Um, I mean, there's no choice, you are going to college. I think co- education is the key, to, is a very important aspect to success and, and, and power no one can ever take education away from you it's a huge thing do i think college is a waste of money yes but do i think it's a necessary evil yes i do and if economics is an is-, is is an issue you can go to state schools you can take school at night you can do online classes to get your degree so there's different ways however um, if you want to get in the building you know to start building your career i do think that you're going to get a better initial job and paying job by having a college degree. And I think that, as I said, they'll never take it away from you. And while you're young, you do it. So I'm a firm believer in education. All my, my, excuse me, all my kids went to private schools. All my kids went to college. Um, I do agree for like law school or medical school. You want to be a lawyer, doctor, an accountant or things like that. Then yes, you need, you definitely need undergrad and, you know, and, and graduate school. Um, however, I think it's, like I said, a necessary evil, um, people, kids should have it, work hard. Um, and I just think society requires it. So, so I would not discourage people from not going to college. I would encourage people to go to college. And if you believe in, even though it's expensive, you believe in yourself and if you can't afford you get financial aid um and you do it or you work during the day and you go to school at night nothing's easy but if you believe in yourself you have to invest in yourself um and not be a victim i I hate the victim mentality i hate the victim mentality uh that's the big problem with our society you know especially your generation so entitled and the poor me and the woulda coulda should have mentality um college a, a lot of kids use it for partying um Do I think my kids, my three boys would be the same if they didn't go to college? I do. I think um, I overpaid for them to go to private institutions where I think they could have gotten the same education for going to a state school for half the price. But unfortunately, they need it to get to where they want to be. And a big part of the Jewish culture is education. So it's all, you know, it's what we know. It's what we preach to our family and our children. So there's no discussion. All my kids knew since the day they were, they were babies, they were going to college. And I think that the kids today, if you have an opportunity to go to college, you 110% go to college. It helps you learn. It helps you deal with life. It helps you be in your own. It helps you grow up. It helps you with responsibility. It helps you with being, you know, an adult where you are, you know, you're faced with many different decisions. And whether you're going to party or not party, go to school, go to class, learn to be in your own, even doing your own laundry, things that, you know, you're out of the house. I think it's a, an important aspect of growing up and it's, and it's, and it's a right. I think it's a right of passage for, for 18 to 22 year olds to, to experience and have somewhat of fun and have that college experience. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, having to go to college, but I also sometimes think it is a waste for what these kids use it for. I don't know if that answered your question or not.
1: No. Yeah, that totally does. Cause um, on my first episode, uh, the answer or, the, or,
0: your, or your last. Or my last.
1: Say your uh, last, it sounds better. My last episode, uh, my guest, his name's Kurt. Uh, he He has a fish tank company, but he said, it's not a lot of times. It's not what you learn in college. It's who you meet. Uh, and, and you said for his profession, at least, he would have been, gotten ahead in his business if he had stayed in college uh, because of the people he'd meet, the alumni, the professors and and other connections he could have gotten throughout the campus. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that.
0: So, you know, you do hear that. So you, you do hear the aspect of, you know, the friends you make and things like that in college. So. You know, I don't know if that's necessarily true because there, there it's college. You know what I'm saying? It's four years of your life. A lot of kids used to party. Could you make acquaintances and people you can come into contact with that help? The answer is yes. But I think if you have an aggressive, outgoing personality, you're going to do that anywhere through whatever you do with networking and your social skills when you're out there in the workforce or just socializing. Um, It can't hurt. But, you know, look, one of my my... Three, one of my three top closest friends are still from college. You know, you spend a lot of time. So we are close, but college didn't help me with business. It didn't help me get to where I want to be. Um, you know, I mean, not where I want to be, I mean, help me get to the position where I am in that regard. But I think it's all part of the journey. So I, I mean, it's not like there's one thing that made me get to where I am. It's not one thing that made me successful or, or the issues you have in life. I think it's it's like a cake. There's so many ingredients that go into it that without the one ingredient, the cake doesn't taste great or it doesn't rise in the oven. So I Mm -hmm. think where you end up in life, there's so many factors and things, some within your control, some things not within your control. The good and the bad make up who you are and God, it's the journey. And that gets you to these points. So college is great. Um, You know, I went to one school and then transferred out. So I, I went, american my sophomore year and it was great and 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 you know like so i went to skidmore college my first year because i'm a big i was a big skier and it was about a 40 minutes from my parents house in vermont and it was a small school i came from a very small high school like 200 kids in my graduating class i'm sorry 112 kids in my graduating class so i went to a small school skidmore had like 2500 people in the school And I don't do drugs. I never did drugs. And and you you want to live on campus in a small school like that in upstate New York in Saratoga Springs, but there was one campus off. That was one. There was one dormitory off campus in the town. So sophomore, I went. I applied early decision. Got into Skidmore. I was not on financial aid. My parents paid full, you know, for me to go. But ironically, sophomore year, for some reason through the lottery, I was chosen to go in this dorm off campus. And I didn't want to, be, and it was, known as the, it was known as the pothead dorm. And I'm like, I don't want to be on this. I, it's a small school. I want to be on campus. I don't want to be in a dorm with these potheads. So I said, and like, well, there's nothing we can do. So I met with the dean. And I liked skin more, but I was bored. But what you don't know doesn't hurt. Like, I didn't know anything. I came from a small high school of 400 kids to a college that was 2,500 kids. So I figure if you're bored and there's not much to do there, it's what college is. I, you know, I was the first one to go away and my family was off to college. So, and I have two older brothers, so I had nothing to compare it to. So, I meet with the dean of the school and I say, "I don't want to be on that. I came to Skidmore early decision. I'm, my parents pay full amount, and I don't do drugs. I don't want to be. I, I want to be on campus. Like, well, we can't help you with that. So, it was that? It was that, Max." that made me say, well, screw it. I'm gonna start looking at schools to transfer. And then I ended up going to American University. And see, that's something that happened. I sort of took control of what I, the situation and I changed it. But if I ended up, think about it, Max, if I ended up getting my sophomore year a dorm on campus, I probably would have never known better there's things more enjoyable out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I never known better more that I liked a different school more in the city. I never would have left skin more. I never would have met my wife. I probably would not have been, I would not be sitting here doing this zoom with you. I would not be in South Florida. So there's some things that you just have no control of that. Take that part of the ingredients that brings you to your journey of where I'm sitting here today, that you met me through daddy issues. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. so, yeah. so so it's funny because my wife went to school in D.C., a girl that I was great friends with ended up working with my wife in Manhattan so the one that introduced us on a blind date. But she didn't go to Skidmore. She went to American. So my point is, so you see how things work out? So there's some things not within our control, but it's what we do with it that creates these opportunities and these situations. So could college help you meet people and do... Um, give you help you get you someplace quicker possibly but you know look at who knows look at the situation i just explained how i ended up where i am yeah life changes on a on a dime if, what if what if i said eh i'll do this dorm one year big deal and i stayed at skidmore i wouldn't be talking to you right now my boys wouldn't be born i wouldn't be in florida it's crazy how those things happen
1: yeah yeah, you know, I haven't had any big experiences like that. I mean, there has been a couple, but not like that. You know, where it completely changed the track of my life. Um, but yeah, that's that's everything happens for a reason, and it's crazy how that. I works do believe out.
0: that. But it, right, you're 19, so you have your whole life ahead of you. So yeah, so but you know, just very interesting how these things happen. Like you know, daddy issues developed because my father passed away in in June, and. I said to Bronson, you know what, we, you know, I don't have much footage of my father and, you know, we should videotape things. And then one day we're driving home from California. We were there for a month. i like, me, now who we just saw and Bronson, we're driving across the country, listening to podcasts. I've never, ever Max listen to podcasts ever. I don't, I don't I don't even listen to my, my own podcast because I just don't have time. Right. Mm-hmm. So and we're listening to it. We, you know, we're doing a 12 day road trip, cross country, great time with my wife and Bronson. And I'm like, we're listening to this plan. And I go, people do this? They go, yeah. I go, And the people listen to this? I go, we could do this. This is, I go, they don't, between us. So, he, and he said, let's do it. And that's how it happened. You, you just never yeah. know. What if, what if, what if we flew back and I had my car shipped cause we were in LA for a month and we didn't drive back. Maybe we would never have the conversation. We never had that conversation. We would not have daddy issues. We would not be speaking right now. You know, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause
1: yeah, it's, I've had a recent experience in my life that made me change the way I look at things. Um, like I said in that quote earlier, that earlier, that, uh, patience is a virtue, but I sort of contradict that saying later on, uh, Unfortunately, I watched somebody go into cardiac arrest after golfing, and that person ended up passing away.
0: I'm sorry, buddy.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, but besides, you know, that really made me, you know, stand back and be like, whoa, like, that's how fragile life is. Hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm going to get to something eventually. But uh, it's just. I, I want to do things now, you know, and that was like that really made me be like, you know, you don't know how much time you have left. So the reason why I asked you what, you know, what do you think the value of a college degree is? Because I'm in that sort of conundrum right now. You know, I, I'm 19 and, and I see this actually, luckily, I, I feel like I see a lot of young entrepreneurs online recently uh, who go out and start their own businesses and they drop out of college sometimes. And uh, I guess I asked Kurt, my last guest, uh, the same question. I was like, so what would you do if you were in my situation? I'm 19. I'm going to community college right now for mechanical engineering. I I was taking two classes this semester because it's online and you don't learn anything. Excuse me. And uh, I have my own business. I I don't make a bunch of money, not enough to support myself yet. And I'm working for a hardwood flooring guy three days a week. So if you or me, would you stay in college? And cause I was thinking about changing my degree to business administration. And and to be completely honest with you is because it's easier to get through and I'll have a college degree at the end. Whereas engineering takes a lot more time and energy because of all the math and calculus and things like classes like that. So what sort of advice would you have for somebody like me? And I honestly, I think there's a lot of other people that are in a similar situation, you know, not liking college and not knowing what to do.
0: Okay. <clears throat> it's a very valid question and a very valid concern and unknown. So I get it and I respect it because I was your age and I have kids your age and older. So so I understand your, what do I do? I don't know. and And the ambivalence, I get it. I'm going to talk to you as a adult, as a father, and as a successful person, okay, in in many different ways in my life. And I've had my failures, I've had my regrets, and my ups and downs, but but overall, I feel very fortunate and successful, okay? I would tell you 110% stay in college. You're young enough now, get this crap out of the way now. You have your whole life to work, your whole life, okay? So learn, take advantage of the education now, get it. It will not harm you, it will only help you. Secondly, if you're, if you're good at math and you want to become an engineer, which is amazing, I would stay with a mechanical engineer because it might it just cause the business might be easier. That's not a reason to do it. If that's what you see the better future for you, you bust your ass now, you put the time in now while you're young, why i assume you're living at home right yeah why your expenses are the lowest level be your parents sure will help you have a roof over your head you're not married you don't have children do not take the easy way out do not do not do not nothing comes good out of taking the easy way out when you earn your degree and if you go and you continue mechanical engineering engineering you'll look back and be very proud of yourself that you earned it it creates self-empowerment and you'll know that no one can ever take it away from you and you'll know that there's nothing you can't do if you put your mind to it. But there's no doubt in my mind you should finish school. You continue if need to. I'd rather see you take more classes and not work the next couple of years if you can, if your parents will allow that, just so you can get it out of the way and behind you because you have your whole life ahead of you to work. And if you got to stay in community college, you stay in community college until you can transfer over to a four-year school and you transfer over after two years so you can get your four-year degree from a more sustainable uh, college is gonna help you catapult you into a better job. That's what you do. But there's no doubt in my mind that you, before you know it, you're 26 years old, it goes by with like a blink and you're gonna say, damn it, I should have finished college. Because once you don't finish college, you're limited. But when you do finish college, it's limitless what you can do. And as for starting a business, I get it. I understand that people, you believe in yourself. You, I get it, you wanna start your business. But there's nothing, why, why don't you do both? You go to college and start your business at night. When I was working for the big law firm, I started my own little law practice in the evening. I was up till midnight. Right now, it's 9.42 right now. And before you the Zoom call, I'm still doing work, literally doing contracts right here. Because even someone like me at the age of 54, who is successful, and I don't need to do this work right now, I'm still working. I still work 12, 14 hour days. Why? Because... The only way to become successful, the only way to be good at what you do for people to know you have their back, for you to know you can accomplish anything, for you to make money and save money is there's no easy way out. It all comes from hard work. So to answer your question in a nutshell, stay in school, finish it. You'll look back in four years. You'll thank me. That's my okay. advice. And yeah. you know what? You know what, Max? It's not supposed to be fun and easy. Yeah, It's hard. Yeah. Vocation, listen, vacation is fun and easy. The yeah. well, Weekends are fun and easy. Work is work. Whether you're in school, you're working. I don't care. It's, it's hard, but if it, but, but if it wasn't hard, then what's going to separate you from the, from everybody else? I'm going to tell you, like I can tell my kids there's Indians and chiefs. Do you want to be a chief? Great. If you want to, if you want to be an Indian, great. Then it's easy being Indian, but that's okay. Whatever you want to be, but I'm not an Indian. I'm a chief. I don't raise Indians. I raise chiefs. So if you want to be that Indian, There's nothing wrong with this. There's no shame in it, but you have to be happy with it. You can't say I want to be an Indian, but I want to drive a fancy car. You can't say I want to be an Indian, but I want to give my kids better school and better medicine. You can't say you want to be an Indian and say I want to take vacations for you know and and stay in fancy. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work both ways. You bust your ass now, you pay now to play later, or you play now and trust me, you pay later. It doesn't work both ways. There's no, there's no shortcut. Interesting. That
1: Wow. Okay. I think you just convinced me to stay in college. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: listen, Mac. I am telling you, there is no shortcuts. The only thing I know for certain is, like I said, you put the effort in now
1: mm-hmm. and it
0: pays off in the long run. You don't put the effort in now. And I'm telling you, it doesn't, you, you're screwed when you're older.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cause I saw this uh, clip of Elon Musk, who I sort of idolize. I like him.
0: He's a, Uh, he's a guy. He's a God. Are you kidding me? The guy is brilliant. Brilliant. I
1: I have invested in Dogecoin. Um, so, uh, but anyways, he said that if you think you have a good business idea and you, you're in college run with the business and that's what he said.
0: But it's easy for him to say because he's worth billions. Okay. I get it. He's an entrepreneur, but why can't you, why can't you go to college and do your business? Mm -hmm. why is it gonna be one or the other yeah like you know you don't start you don't start with a marathon you know i'm a big runner you don't start with a marathon by running 10 miles your first day you run a mile the first day you gotta build up to it
1: yeah yeah agreed yeah that's that's some cool stuff um yeah i mean i saw that and that's that what really made me rethink things and, uh, you know, then I'm tying back to how much time you have left. That's kind of depressing, but like, that's sort of why I'd want to start my business now. And, and, and instead of, you know, three years in the future, but uh, I, after what you said, I completely agree with you. Um, and, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Um, because Max,
0: Max, Max start your business while you're in school. Do both. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's what I was doing last. So I went I went full-time for a year and that was 2019 to 2020 spring. So fall, 2019, spring of 2020. And we went online and I was, I was full in mechanical engineering, you know, like taking five classes, you know, 14 credits, you know, each semester there at the library till 11 o'clock studying with my friends, you know, getting stuff done. And then we went online and it really discouraged me. I hated it. I'm like, I'm paying, which is nothing. I'm paying $10,000 a year for this crap. Like it's not worth it. And then I transferred to, and I was at a four-year college then. I was at the university of Rhode Island. And then I transferred to the community college of Rhode Island because I'm like, it's going to be online again this fall. It's not worth the money
0: they're charging. Listen, so, I get it, but you're still going to get the degree. I, yeah. if, if you, I, I'm talking as if I was talking to my son. Mm-hmm. I would go back to the four year school, go full time, even if it's online. Get your degree. That's what I would do, 110. That would if I was talking like I was talking to my son, Burke. You no, know, if look, I'm spending $75,000 a year from to go to, to USC, and he does not have one class. He lives in LA. He does not have one class. In person, and I'm spending seventy five thousand. Okay, so my point is, but he's still going to get his degree. Maybe it'll open up. Who knows? But I'm telling you right now, go get your degree. If you stick with it, the age of twenty two, you'll have your four year degree, and you'll get your job mechanical engineer, and you'll build yourself. And you'll. Bu- my first job as a lawyer was thirty five thousand dollars. First job, thirty five grand. Waiters made more money than I did, but I pay my dues. Mm-hmm. My second job was 75 grand. My third job was 115,000 and I moved to Florida and I gave that up and I made no money for 2 years cuz I believed in myself and invested in myself. But I worked for somebody for 4 years to learn what it's like to be a lawyer to bust my butt. It doesn't happen overnight and if you believe in yourself and keep working it, it works out. But get that degree. I'm telling you, buddy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I mean, I definitely have confidence in myself and my business my, and my business model is something that doesn't happen overnight. It's not like one of these viral sensations, like, you know, like a fidget spinner that just happens overnight. It's, it's something that has to be built upon over years. You know, you need to build a customer base, you know, basically I do uh, like prototyping along those lines and design things for people in CAD software like SolidWorks and then 3D print it and you know, give it to them. So it's prototyping like that. The only thing about that is the customer base is not massive. There's people out there that need it and you only need 10 and you can have a very successful business because they pay a lot of money, each
0: customer. So, so let me let me tell you what I see. Okay, because I deal with people all the time. So I have no doubt in my mind you're going to become successful. I deal with people all day long. I'm, I'm 54. The fact that you are in school, you're doing your podcast, you work in the flooring business um, as a part-time job, you, um, you have your 3D printing, you have a business that you want to do that you, are, that you have the foresight to see how you're going to build it. That's more than most kids in their mid-20s do. Okay, you're, you're, you speak intelligently and articulate. You're going to be successful. I guarantee it. There's no doubt. You're not afraid of Thank hard you. work. I could tell about it. you're not afraid of hard work. So finish school. You'll, you'll go out there. You start your business. Or you'll get a job. People will see that. They'll want to deal with you. And then 10 years from now, you can look back and say, I'm so glad I did what I did. It doesn't happen overnight. Success does not happen overnight. It just, it just doesn't happen. When you hear about these crazy stories of what's going on with social media and this bullshit stuff, yeah. that's, these are one in a billion you know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. you know, it's like Vegas. No one tells you they lost in Vegas. They all tell you they won. But I'm telling you, they all lose because the the, the casinos are multi-billion dollar business. If everyone was winners, they would they'd be out of business. So just keep doing what you're doing, finish school, get your degree in mechanical engineer, and you're gonna be successful. Cool.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's some good reassuring uh, stuff there. And I appreciate you saying that. Um, but yeah, so uh, I guess I want to talk a little bit more about you and uh, so you've been in law for how many years now?
0: i about 29, maybe.
1: Okay. And, and how many years have you had your own business?
0: 26. Um, okay. 26. But remember, even when I was working up in New York as a young lawyer, I started my own law firm. I worked at night. And yeah. like, I lived in, I lived in an apartment and it was apartment 4g and I yeah. created my own, I created my own letterhead. I called it sweet 4g when I sent out my law letterhead.
1: <laughs> so there's a, there's a good question for you. So people that have businesses usually deal with people that work nine to five. How, how would you run a business and do
0: all the work at 10 o'clock at night and midnight? 'Cause I would do my I would do my legal work at night. And then when I work for that big firm, if I had a court hearing on one of my own matters, I would um, I would ask that person with the calendar, the the calendars for, for my court hearings to book them on certain days for me. So when I know I can go to the same courthouse, whether it was the Bronx, Staten Island or Manhattan or Queens, to go to the same time when I would have a court hearing on my own personal matter and I hear, and I would do both at the same time. And then I opened up a separate phone line. Back then we had beepers, we didn't have cell phones or anything. Uh, this is way before you were born. Yeah. We had beep, we had beepers and and answering service. So I got an answering service and uh, for like 30 bucks a month. And they would answer Lofts John the Bloom. So my old my current employee wouldn't know. Then they would beep me and then I would go to the phone and call the client back during the day.
1: Oh. Uh, are you a fan of uh, breaking bad at all?
0: I did not, I never watched that. I never oh, heard man. great things of bad, but I never watched
1: it. I don't know. You gotta watch you got to see Saul Goodman, Better Call Saul. you got to see I that. Never,
0: I never watched that either. You know, it's very, I don't watch much TV. I get in bed, yeah. and maybe, you know, an hour, hour and a half at nighttime to unwind, but I don't
1: watch Yeah. That. Yeah. I, I know, like, the only, you know, sort of knowledge I have of that sort of business is from the movies. You know, uh, what's that movie called? Uh, you Can't Handle the Truth with, what's his name? Oh, wait, uh, uh, that's, Jack is that Nicholson. Few,
0: that's, is that A Few Good Men? Yes. Yeah, that's Tom Cruise. Yeah, but, but and, the, movie, the, both, the movies are both. The movies are phony. It doesn't happen. Like, all the law shows, it doesn't happen that way. So, yeah. so that's all just for shock value. Don't let that teach you, because that's not true.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, that's what I heard about Better Call Saul and uh, that show, Not Breaking Bad, is that it was actually, like, more accurate towards how things usually are. I don't know. You'd have to watch the show, but that's what I heard uh you know
0: listen you know what the best one of the you know when you're at the real world and and life experiences that becomes a great teacher for you and you'll see the way things are in the real world
1: yeah yeah because honestly i think a lot of lawyers get bad raps a lot of like because i've worked with a lot of people who have worked their whole lives like they haven't they just graduated high school started working uh you know i worked at a waste services company you know like and I worked with people who literally have done that for 20 years. And that's really all they've known. And they think that like their boss and people like you didn't work. Like it just happened. You know, it, it's like they say, Oh, you know, this guy, this guy, you know, he takes all the money. He takes all of it. They see, they see the invoice that they give to the customer and they see Wow. My boss is getting all that money. And it's like, really like you don't understand but, you know, how but it that, works that,
0: but that's a human mentality and yeah of course you know that's an employee mentality they don't realize the investment that you know like for, that i took or an employer takes your know, business owner the outlay the risk Whether you took a loan to, to do that um whether you quit your job and you gave up that mm-hmm. income you got to buy the furniture you got to answer the phones. you know i didn't make money for the first two years yeah so when, when people have that mentality, that's the victim mentality that I talked about at the beginning, that's the entitlement mentality. You know what, they'll always be Indians. They'll always be a disgruntled employee. They'll always be jealous. That's just the way it is because they only think it's easy when things are good. Now, there's times in business where months are bad. There's times when clients don't pay you. There's times when things get tough. And when that happens, are the employees saying, hey, I'll chip in then, let me contribute. Yeah. They still want their raises. They still want their bonuses. They still want their salaries. So it's just a mentality. And, and as an employer, I don't care about that stuff. I, you know, I've staff a good staff you have bad staff you have different personalities. It's their own crap they have to deal with. So I don't care about that.
1: Yeah. How many employees do you have?
0: I have eight people.
1: Okay. Cause that's another thing we talked about on my last episode is knowing how to hire the right people. And this is for, you know, the business owners that are, a little bit further off, you know, obviously people like you or people have been in business for like 10 years. What would you give, uh, in terms of hiring people, uh, advice? So,
0: you know, you got to go with your gut instinct because you know, something you're just going to weed people out. You're going to think you chose the right person. It's going to come back and bite you in the rear end. You have to meet with them, speak to their prior employer and just go with the gut feeling. And then you'll, you'll know, I always know in two weeks if the person's going to be able to handle it or not. So if, yeah. if they last two weeks, they're usually pretty good. But, you know, people come into these jobs with their different personalities, their upbringing. Getting good staff is not easy. I weeded out a lot of staff. Um, you know, I'm not the easiest to work for. I'm easy in says sense where you know where I stand, but I'm very demanding. Um, but I think it just takes, it just takes, there's no right formula, just a little bit of luck and going with your gut instinct and hopefully it works out. And knowing when to get rid of them, you got to know when to get rid of your employee, that bad employee, a bad employee can upset the entire office. and not worth it.
1: Yeah. I I know this weird comparison, but I see that a lot in like sports and baseball. It's sort of the same thing, but like, I remember the first person I heard about like that was like, well, obviously Alex Rodriguez, but like AJ Pierzinski, who was a catcher, like apparently he was a douchebag in the, in the clubhouse and the whole team suffered from that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like this. Imagine hanging out with six of your buddies, and one of them is a moron. You, yeah, you really, you want to hang? You want that group? I mean, you, and you when you're at work, you you're at work with these people for eight, ten hours a day. If this person that don't work, it's not going to work.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but
0: there's no right formula. You just have to just a lot of instinct, I think.
1: Just experience from knowing people and being around for a long time. I and, guess. and you'll
0: see, and you'll see if they work, you know, if they work or not, if they work out, you'll know. I. I've always done the first two three weeks.
1: Yeah, cool. So I guess one of my last questions for you—we're just about up to an hour now. If this was your last thing that you could share to the world, what advice would you give? Like anything? Like what is like your quote that you go by every day? so I know it's a loaded question,
0: but I—I I would think if if I had to sum it up, I would say. Love your family. Don't sweat the small stuff because when you're, you're on your deathbed, it doesn't matter. And live life. We have good memories, good times, and good friends. And that's what I would think is the most important thing in living your life.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I can't believe I'm talking to you. This has been awesome because I've just been watching you guys on the podcast for the past few months. And I've enjoyed every episode you guys are hilarious. Um, and honestly, you guys are what sort of inspired me to start the podcast. Okay. And uh, seeing, you know, hearing your story from the podcast and, and I figured, you know what? Screw it. I know quite a few local business owners that would love to do it. And uh, I said, I'm just going to do it. I bought like these mics and uh, they work. Sometimes it's a pain in the butt, but I get it to work and uh i really appreciate you coming on it's i i couldn't be more thankful uh and you're a very smart person who knows a lot and i'm glad you shared all your knowledge with my 10 listeners but i don't know we'll see if i get
0: more (laughs) hey max max we started off with with two listeners my wife and three my wife and my two kids yeah So, so first of all thank you so much for the kind words and 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 thank you for 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 Thinking of me to allow me to be on your podcast, and, and I'm very very proud of you, and I think you're doing it. Thank you, great job. And as I said earlier, I have no doubt you're gonna kick ass and take no prisoners. You're gonna do really well, and 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 on a, we appreciate you being a, a loyal listener, following a Patreon member, and I want you know that you know you have my email address, so if you ever have any questions, you can always email me. You can call me. You can say. Do you have a minute can we zoom you know what I'm saying it's I'm here for you buddy it's it's my pleasure what makes Bronson and I we love our group of our listeners and our followers and and how we can help people and make a difference in this world and so even though we speak our minds and and what most people think but are afraid to say what really fuels us and and energizes us to keep doing what we're doing is that we are helping people and we making a difference. And if we can make a difference and help you or other people, if I'm busy, I'll tell you, let me call you back, but we're here for you, buddy. It's no problem.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. Thank you. Honestly. Um, I've met, I I'm so glad that I started my own business because I've met a lot of people that I've never would have met if it wasn't for that. And if I went out of business tomorrow, you know, a lot of the things that I've learned would last forever. So, uh, that's excellent. I, yeah. So, I mean, I'm part of this BNI. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Uh, so,
0: Oh, that's a networking group?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I did that when I
0: was younger. I did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good.
1: So, it, it, it's sort of tough for my industry. I just wanted to do it because I was looking at some other parts, like promotional items, like those phone stands I sent you. But now I'm moving towards the prototypes and stuff like that because it is a little bit more money and it's nicer to get those bigger orders but, uh, the people I've met through that are amazing. Uh, and you know, it's just the price of admission of starting your own business, you know, the people you meet are what makes it, you know, and it's just, I think awesome. And they'll last with me forever. And especially some of the stuff you've told me today. So that's, that means
0: a lot to me that does. That means a lot to me.
1: Yeah. So, um, awesome. So I think I'm just going to close out today's episode uh and if you know anybody else that would maybe want to hop on a zoom call and do something like this uh that'd be great um but maybe you could even visit our bni group and network a little bit more
0: (laughs) (laughs) well if you give if you give me you know a week or so and drop me an email um say john just a reminder do you have anybody that would want to come on my podcast i have plenty of people that would do me the favor and come on your podcast absolutely
1: Cool. Yeah. Cause yeah. And our BNI group is awesome. We have like 40 members. It's actually one of the biggest in the country and actually in the world, we wow. pass over $7 million of business to each other. You know, I oh, haven't yeah. contributed that much, but you know, there are people in there that have definitely benefited from it and a lot Very of great nice. people in there. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, awesome. Well, like I said, I appreciate you coming on and, uh, yeah. So awesome this has been great. Uh, so for any questions regarding the podcast, email me at knowledge is at gmail.com. Make sure to check out, uh, bloom and Freeling attorney at law in Boca Raton, Florida. And, uh, yeah, that's about it guys. So thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next one.